An iPhone and an iPad is a perfect combination of tech for your parents and grandparents. Its touch-friendly interface makes it easy to interact with, and for the most part, everything just works together seamlessly. So here's a little guide to setting up an iPhone or iPad for the older generation and some features you may want to adjust. The first thing you want to do is create them an Apple ID. This account can be used to sync all of their personal information without it getting mixed into yours. If they already have an email, you can use that to create them an Apple ID. If they don't, then you can create them an iCloud account. You can sign in or create a new Apple ID either during the setup process or later in settings. To sign in to their Apple ID after setting up the iDevice, open settings. If you signed into their account previously during setup, you'll see their profile at the top of settings. If your account is signed in, you can sign out by clicking on your profile and scrolling to the bottom, then tapping sign out. You will have to enter your Apple ID password a few times to disable services like find my iPhone. If there's no account currently signed in, you will be given the option to sign in or create an account. This is where you would enter their Apple ID credentials. Once you've signed in to their account, there's a few settings you may want to adjust, such as iCloud services. Start by clicking the profile at the top of settings, then tap on iCloud. All the services set to sync through iCloud are shown here. Some services you may want to take a closer look at are Messages, iCloud Photo Library, and iCloud Backup. Speaking of iCloud Backup, it's a great idea to keep a backup of their device. If they lose or break it, you will have another way to get their data back. However, enabling iCloud Backup, Messages in the Cloud, and iCloud Photo Library will very quickly burn through your five gigs of free cloud space, which will result in that annoying pop-up that your iCloud storage is full. So if you want to use one or more of these services, you'll have to purchase more iCloud storage, which will come at a monthly fee. If you prefer not to use these services, you can always disable them. To disable iCloud Photo Library, open Photos, then toggle Photos off. Now go back and select iCloud Backup and toggle that off. Then you could do the same thing with Messages. The other services listed here don't count towards your data allowance, so they won't hurt anything being enabled. This lighter data will just sync across all of your devices in the background. Now that everything is syncing correctly, it's time to clean up the home screen. The goal is to declutter the home screen, including only the essential apps that will be used by the user, like phone, camera, photos, email, and such. Apps like Compass Measured Home can probably go. On an iPhone, you can get rid of apps by moving them to the app library. So hold down that app until the option menus appear. From the menu, choose Remove App, and you can choose to either remove from the home screen, which will move the app to the app library, or you can completely remove the app from your device by tapping Delete App. iPad users can remove apps the same way. However, since there's no app library on the iPad yet, the only option is to delete the app. Another way you can handle this is by dragging all unwanted apps into a single folder and just move that one folder to the side. With your home screen cleaned up, it's now time to add some more to it. With the Shortcuts app, you can create quick access to different features. For instance, with one tap, you can make a phone call. 
or turn the flashlight on and off without having to dive into any menus. There's so much here that you can play around with, but I'm only going to cover how to make a one-click call. So to get started, open the Shortcuts app and click on the plus to create a new shortcut. Now you're ready to start adding in some actions. Click the Add Action button and browse through the library of commands. With the library open, search for Call. The results will give you different calling options like a regular phone call or FaceTime call. For this example, I'm going to continue with a typical phone call. Now that the action has been added to the shortcut, tap on the Contact Placeholder and choose a contact you want to use for the button. That's it for making a shortcut. Now it's time to save it. Click on the three dots to access the details for that shortcut and give it a name and tap the graphic on the left to change the icon. Now tap Add to Home Screen and enter the name as you would like it to appear on the home screen. If you would like, you can also customize the icon as it will appear on the home screen. You can tap on the graphic to the left of the name and choose a photo from your photo library or take a new shot. After you're done customizing, tap Add. After all that, the user can click one button on the home screen and it will automatically start dialing that person. Shortcuts is a great way to provide quick and easy access to making phone calls, making FaceTime calls, immediately start recording a voice memo, controlling the flashlight, and so much more. Shortcuts can be used to make features more accessible, like in this case, or create powerful workflows. If you're interested, I strongly recommend looking further into shortcuts. Depending on their need, you may want to make some adjustments to the accessibility settings. If you open Settings, then go to Accessibility, you'll find assistance for the visually impaired, motor impaired, and hearing impaired. Some highlight features you may want to consider is enabling a larger font size to make text easier to read. Enabling voice control will allow the user to control their device using their voice rather than touching the screen. Or if you have a pair of high-tech hearing aids or just a pair of AirPods Pro, you can pair them to your device. Or use sound recognition to be notified of nearby sounds like a knock at the door or a dog barking. Showing a new user how to charge their device is easy. You plug everything into where it fits. However, there's one thing that you can throw into the mix, and that's a TV. There's so many reasons someone would want to connect their iPad to a TV. Most notably, to put a video on the big screen. Luckily, introducing this will not make the process any harder. With Apple's $50 Lightning to HDMI adapter, you can both charge your iPad or iPhone and display your small screen to the big screen. It's simple. Plug an HDMI cable from the TV to the adapter, then plug your lightning power cable into the other port, open port on the adapter. Then, when it's time to charge or plug into the big screen, it only takes one lightning cable from the adapter to power the whole setup. So here have been some ways to make the digital age more accessible to the older generation. I hope you found this helpful. If so, be sure to like and subscribe as that really helps out the channel. If you're leaving with more questions and answers, be sure to leave those in the comments below. 
You can find this video in audio form on the Apple Guide podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow at Apple Guide Web on social media for the latest updates. Once again, thank you so much for listening or watching and we will see you next week.